Hi, it's Abby, and welcome to another episode of Unladylike and Unapologetic. So I've been working on all the other episodes that I have recorded, but ever since quarantine started and I've been working from home, I've actually been a lot more busier than usual since I guess I'm always on the clock. So I've been working more like later hours and stuff. So it leaves me with less free time to do stuff that I want to do. And it's just been really mentally draining having to adjust. But um, I just wanted to get this episode out this month. I mean, I'm recording it this month. Hopefully I edit it and put it out this month before it's too late. Um, Obviously because it's Pride Month and everything. So I just felt like it'd be more relevant to post now as opposed to later on in the timeline that I had my episodes written out and stuff. So I'm still working on the other episodes. I don't know why my brain makes me edit multiple at a time as opposed to one at a time. Um, That's just how my brain works. So I'm sorry that nothing's been put out yet, but uh, they're coming, I promise. And thanks for still tuning in. Um, So anyway, today's topic is something that I'm a little nervous to talk about since I don't think I've ever actually talked to anyone about this in like great detail, especially as detail as I'm about to get in this episode. But um, I recently tweeted about how in high school I was outed and some people were curious about that. So I figured I would talk about it now and my experience with all that since it's Pride Month and everything, you know, and I've never tried to hide it. But if you're someone who like needs me to say the words in order for you to fit all the puzzle pieces together, I'm by. And it's not something that I've ever actually stated out loud, but it's also not something that I've tried to hide about myself, you know? Um, like I said, I've never really like said the words to many people, but mostly because I have a lot of like traumatic associations with coming out to people. So I kind of just like stopped doing it. And instead I just like, I'm like more like open about my sexuality whenever the subject does come up. Like, for example, if I'm ever like playing a drinking game and like never have I ever comes up and like someone says like never have I ever kissed a girl or something, I'll like put a finger down and like take a drink, you know? So I'm not trying to hide it. It's just, um, not very vocal about it you know and I'm always like retweeting stuff about LGBTQ plus issues and like liking tweets and stuff so it's just never something I've tried to hide but it's just not not something that I openly share with others like as a a statement you know because of my previous history with uh sharing it and stuff which you'll I mean hear about later in this episode I don't know it just didn't seem like relevant it just didn't seem something that I needed to state to people but I don't know maybe that's just like my internalized I don't know but there's like, there's just a long history of me getting to this point of being comfortable to talk about this so openly because I don't know who's listening. So that's kind of scary. But I mean, at the same time, oh, well, you know, like I feel like my family would be okay with it in theory. Like my parents and my siblings would be okay with it, but it would still mostly come as a shock to them because I was in a heterosexual relationship for 10 fucking years, you know? So that's all they know me as, which is like a huge factor into why I didn't ever think to tell other people because I was in a relationship for so long. So it didn't really matter. It wasn't really relevant to me, but I don't know. That was just my thought process. And maybe it's just like an excuse, you know? I mean, it takes a long time for people to like be okay to kind of admit these things out loud and stuff but I mean when I think about my childhood I was like obsessed with female celebrities like Britney Spears and Spice Girls and Girls Generation and stuff like that like the walls of my room were like covered in posters of them so like how could they not fucking know (laughs) like when I think back and I'm like oh my god it's so obvious to me I guess but 
I don't know. So anyway, I think the earliest time that I knew for sure was in eighth grade because I remember some female friends that I had that were joking around with some guys that if they won this game that we were playing that they would like kiss each other as a prize for the boys, which is gross. And I remember feeling so angry about that, but also simultaneously feeling jealous. And then later on when I was home alone, I couldn't stop thinking, like, why am I feeling jealous of all things? Like, why is that emotion coming out? And that's when it dawned on me that I was jealous because I wanted to be the one to, like, kiss the girls. You know what I mean? So then I guess eighth grade is when I officially figured it out. But it's crazy because I've read some of my old diaries from when I was in middle school and they're obviously so cringy but I was so unbelievably boy crazy at that time so there's like not a single hint of me questioning any sort of sexuality or any sort of having any sort of crisis or anything but then my freshman year of high school like only a year later when we had to write a letter to our future selves and then we would get it back to us our senior year and I'm bringing this up now because it's relevant to something that happens in the future So I wrote this letter to my freshman year. Oh, I actually mentioned it in my first podcast episode about how in the letter I wrote all the things that I hope to have accomplished by senior year. So in that letter I wrote, I hope by senior year I'll be able to tell everyone who I really am. I don't know. It was something like super vague sounding, but it was specifically about like coming out. And I remember I even put a percentage of how much I like boys versus girls, which is so stupid. I think it was like 97% boys. and then. I was still pretty boy crazy at that time and then like three percent girls which is pretty much the fucking opposite now uh just kidding but just as a like disclaimer like bisexual girls who are more attracted to men are still valid bisexuals and then bisexual boys who are more attracted to men are still valid as well and everyone who is attracted to their same gender but still identifies as bisexual is still a valid bisexual there's no percentage or correct way to you know be bisexual like so just don't ever think that there has to be like a percentage like you have to like 50 50 or whatever if you identify as bisexual then that's what you identify as anyway so from never having written anything about it in middle school which is when I realized that I like girls just suddenly writing about it in my freshman letter to my future self it was like seems like such a big change and that's because at that point I had officially developed like my first crush on a girl and I think the only reason that I developed a crush on her aside from the fact that obviously she was like pretty and nice is because I knew that she liked girls so the possibility of something actually being able to happen was what sparked my interest you know what I mean like for the first time it was just like oh this could be someone that I can crush on like before it was just like when you're just with your friends you don't crush on your friends because they're your fucking friends but then when you know like oh this girl likes girls it's like oh so then if I crush on her something could happen you know what I mean but it was just like a it was just like a small crush it was just we were only classroom friends we, we weren't friends outside of a class um so I never developed past friendship or anything um and like I said I was still pretty boy crazy at that time and then so for the rest of the high school I was pretty much in the same relationship that I've been in for like the past 10 years so it was kind of like an afterthought in my life for a long time until my senior year of high school. <laughs> so in high school, I was in theater and not to generalize all theater kids, but everyone was fucking gay in theater. I mean, come on. So there's this phrase that's known in the LGBTQ plus community called the glass closet, which basically means someone hasn't come out of the closet yet but everyone knows they're in the closet you know what I mean like they know that they're gay and I feel like I described a lot of us in high school and so because I hung out with theater kids it made me a lot more comfortable with being open about my sexuality without actually being open you know and 
and I'm about to expose how old I am. But in high school, MySpace was like the biggest fucking thing and I was obsessed with changing my layout because I was coding fucking queen as everyone was back then. And I had this like section on my MySpace where I used to post a uh, crush of the week in which I just post like celebrities I was obsessed with at the time. I don't know. I was obsessed with doing stuff like that. So it, it would have people like Britney Spears or Rupert Grint or Zac Efron and Tegan and Sarah. It was just like random celebrities that I liked. And for the most part, no one cared when I had girls as the crush of the week until this one time when I put this girl who was a contestant on A Shot at Love with Tila Tequila and that show was about Tila Tequila who's by trying to find this new partner and similar to all the other Bachelor shows like Flavor of Love so because she was by the contestants were both boys and girls I remember being so invested in the show because like those shows were super popular at the time and obviously I was curious because I was just like oh this is different this is new like this is boys and girls so I was just like what's gonna happen I was like curious about the hookups and everything because you know I mean I was in high school and stuff and so the last two contestants were a boy and one girl of course had to be one and one and I was obsessed with the female contestant because I thought she objectively made a better match with Tila than the guy but then she lost and I was like upset because the girl was so much better she was a much better match than the guy like she was a generally better person so I would talk about it all the time on my MySpace and like and how mad I was that Tila didn't pick her and everything. And I made her like my crush of the week because I was obviously crushing on her, you know. But the thing, the thing about this girl was that she was very obviously butch and she was like not feminine at all. She had a short haircut. She was clearly a lesbian. So like that's when making her my crush of the week became like a little bit more obvious, you know, and it became a little bit more like, wait a minute, this is not just you liking random celebrities. You know, it was just a little bit more questionable. So then the following week, all my theater friends started like making comments about it to me like, oh, I saw you made that girl your crush of the week, huh? And I would just be like, yeah, so, you know, and it was just like a lot of they were just like kept pressuring me and asking me questions about it. And it's like hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And like they wouldn't drop the subject after I was clearly uncomfortable talking about it and stuff, you know. And the thing is, like they're they were all queer and we all knew this. Right. It was like an unspoken truth between us, but they hadn't told me themselves that they were gay. So why were they pressuring me to say it to them all of a sudden, you know? And it wasn't like a, it wasn't in a way that was like, oh, if you say it, I'll say it. Let's confide in each other type of way. No, it was very much pressured, like admit it, like say it. You know what I mean? Like they were just trying to get me to say it. And I don't understand why, because they hadn't ever told me. So like, why was the pressure on me to say it? So like that would just really, it really went me the wrong way that that fellow queer people were pressuring me to come out and not dropping it when I clearly wasn't ready to um, come out of like my glass closet, you know? And I know this whole like MySpace TV show incident, it sounds really insignificant and it is in the grand scheme of things, but the idea of like my queer friends trying to pressure me to come out as a, a very sore subject for me that clearly impacted me in a way if I'm still salty about it years later, which is why I'm bringing up this like small tiny incident because a few weeks before my senior year ended is when I was actually outed by my one of my friends who is a lesbian herself. So that's why I'm just like, of all people to, you know, out people, why does it have to be another queer person? And it was it was done with malicious intent. So it wasn't like an accidental thing. It was maliciously done. But OK, so hear me out. There's a lot of reasons why I don't talk about being outed obviously it's like a really hard subject for me because it brings up a lot of deep hurtful shameful emotions but I just 
I need to be honest about it also. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to lie and like try to make myself look better in this situation. But one of the main reasons why I don't ever bring up the fact that I was outed or anything is because I had a boyfriend at that time. And up until like nine months ago or maybe 10 months ago, I've pretty much been with that boy since, you know, and a lot of shit that happened during this time was really hurtful to him. So I didn't ever bring it up out of respect for him and his feelings because I know that I hurt him really bad during this time. But since we're no longer together, I feel a little bit more comfortable talking about this. But please know now going forward into this story that I am definitely not the good guy in this situation. But I mean, does that mean I deserve to be out? I don't fucking think so, but whatever. So like I said, all my friends in high school were gay. We were fucking theater kids. So, I mean, what else did you expect? I mean, this, this is, this is where it starts to get like really specific. So this is, I don't want to, but, uh, okay, whatever. Fuck it. For prom night, a lot of friends and I decided to, you know, have dinner and then go to the prom together, you know? And one of my female friends was dating another girl from a different school. And she was my friend's date to prom, obviously. They were girlfriends. But the thing about this girl from the other high school was that she was my best friend's childhood best friend. Ugh, this is, like, hard to do without names. Um, Maybe I'll bleep them out. I don't know. I mean, not that I don't ever think they listen to this at all, but if people involved happen to listen to this, then they'll know for sure, like, I'm talking about them. Like, they'll know this incident is them, you know? But anyway, so she was was my best friend's other best friend and we had heard a lot about each other we even dated the same guy before once in middle school which is kind of weird now I think about it it's like did we have the same taste like that's weird um so when we met each other at prom it was like a big deal it was like oh my god I've heard so much about you like it's so good to finally meet you because you know we were each other's best friends best friends and so you know we, we hung out we danced and everything it was like that you know just prom you know and Got to know her and everything and we exchanged phone numbers at the end of the night because like oh my god like you know we're friends now or whatever so this is where it starts to get like tricky <laughs> and i mean we did it under the guise of being friends you know and it definitely started off that way but i mean clearly that's not the case if i'm fucking telling you the story you know and like i said i am the bad guy in the situation but just whatever just hear me out so after we exchanged numbers, we started texting and we would text all the time. And then when I would be hanging out with my boyfriend, I would just be texting her all the time. And he'd be like, who are you texting? And I'd just be like, oh, it's just and just play it off casually, you know, because for the most part, our texts were casual. But clearly I was, you know, feeling something there. And I was and I was taking advantage of the fact that people wouldn't suspect that anything more was going on since we were like both girls. You know what I mean? But my boyfriend did have suspicion because she was obviously openly gay. So I feel like he felt that there was reason to worry. Like, why is she texting this girl so much? You know, but I was just like pretending I was just like played off as friendship. And because we were like texting all the time, I learned that she was going to go to college on the East Coast, too. Um, because I was going to college in New York and then she was going to go to college in Boston. And so we bonded over that and we're like, oh my God, I can visit you in New York and Boston's only a train right away and all stuff. So we were like super hyped that we were going to know someone on the East Coast and get to hang out together all the time in college, which that doesn't fucking happen. Like that's, you don't have time for that shit. But so we were just like bonding over that and how we were both going to be on the East Coast and, and everything. And like, I would just text her all the time. But other than texting, we didn't hang out because she went to a different high school and everything, you know? 
until one night when her her girlfriend and this other gay male friend that we had and I we all decided to hang out and it's it was weird because I had never hung out with them alone ever like girlfriend and the male gay friend they were just more like acquaintance friends like they're they were friends but it was like only in class we never hung out on the weekends so it was just or like we always hung out like in large groups and stuff like that you know so it was weird to be hanging out with just them all of a sudden like randomly but it was still like a really fun night i remember we like we went to sonic and we ate and it was just it was really fun i remember it having like it wasn't awkward or anything and i specifically remember we were all hanging out in her girlfriend's car that was parked outside of my apartment because my dad was like super strict and he made me come he made me have a curfew so i had to come home but as long as he saw i was in the parking lot i was allowed to hang out with my friends in their car and so we were just sitting in the car hanging out and i remember that okay like girlfriend was in the driver's seat and then our male friend was in the passenger seat and then me and her were in the back seat together and that's like so fucking weird like that she wouldn't be in the passenger seat with her girlfriend you know so then after a while she like started to like lay her head on my lap and i just started like playing with her hair and stuff and then later we switched and i laid my head on her lap oh this sounds so stupid oh i'm sorry but it's like relevant to why like it obviously is leading to why i was like out and everything so clearly we were doing this like in front of her girlfriend you know what i mean like under the pretense that we were just like fucking friends and it was just platonic like like i said we didn't say anything explicit or anything but clearly we were throwing out and catching the same fucking vibes so yeah like we that was like the extent of it or whatever you know and that was like on a weekend before school and then okay so this is this is the part of the story where I start to get like really hesitant to tell it because it's been such a long time since it happened and honestly memories are really unreliable narrators. There are certain memories that your mind blocks out because they're so traumatic that you start to forget the details. And for this memory, I blocked it out for so long that now I'm convinced that the way I remember it is not actually how it happened. Like your mind has the ability to alter memories and make you believe things happened a certain way. So now I don't trust my fucking memories. Like I'm terrified that this memory, which holds a lot of awful emotions, may be inaccurate. Like what if I convince myself that it happened this way, but it didn't actually happen this way, you know? And I struggle with that a lot when I think of this whole situation. That's all that I think. I'm like, what if I'm remembering it wrong, you know? But I also think that I, I also think that I think that because I'm trying to invalidate my own feelings, you know, I'm trying to like downplay or dismiss like the hurt and the betrayal that I felt by telling myself, oh, you made it up. It's not like you didn't like your friends didn't actually do this to you. Oh, you made it up. Like your friends weren't actually that awful. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm trying to downplay how hurt I feel. Like, don't be, don't be hurt by them because they didn't actually do this, you know? But I swear, I swear this is how it happened because those feelings, I still feel those feelings. You know what I mean? Like those, like that's how I remember it, you know? So anyway, so that was on the weekend. The next day at school, I could just feel everyone like starting to talk about me. Uh, one of my friends told me some of the things that girlfriend had told her about me. Basically, she had told her that she was experiencing some of the same things that my boyfriend was going through, like getting suspicious about all the texting and, you know, so she, 
she told me that she said like i started wondering like is abby gay because like me and her were always texting and then she said that when she saw us this weekend which was like the weekend we hung in her car she was just like oh yeah she's definitely gay because i mean clearly we were fucking openly flirting in front of her you know what i mean she saw it, it basically confirmed her suspicions and it didn't look good on me to be doing that with someone who's already in a relationship while being in a relationship myself you know like i know what i did was wrong i know that but this kind of stuff is really hard to navigate when you're trying to figure out your sexuality and start to feel comfortable about it and it's just like it's a really complicated thing to figure out when you're still young so i know like yes it's bad to text someone else when you're in a relationship you know but throwing in this sexuality thing it's just it complicates things even if you think i mean maybe it's an excuse maybe it's me trying to make excuses for myself but i mean it it is complicated and it's hard to navigate so a few days passed and then i mean we didn't really stop texting even though all parties were aware and suspicious that something was going on and so that same friend who told me what she said came up to me and she was just like you need to tell your boyfriend right now. If you don't tell him, then I'm going to tell him and I'm going to tell everyone. So I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I was just like, oh, okay. And I, I knew she was coming from a good place. Like, I obviously was definitely in the wrong. And she was like defending her friend who I wronged and, you know, but her saying she was going to tell everyone was just like, it was not her place. So then I was like, okay, fine. Like, I, I will, you know? But then, like, throughout the day, because I had, like, multiple classes with her, she'd be like, if you don't tell him by the end of the day, I'm telling him. So then she started giving me a deadline, and it was, like, a fast deadline. It was, like, that same day. And I started freaking out because I didn't know what to do or how to say anything, you know? Like, her and girlfriend, they were both lesbians, and they were both out and had had a lot more experience in being out in high school and everything and navigating their feelings. And so all of this was, like, super new to me, you know? Like, I had no idea. I was, like, barely coming to terms with everything, you know? So, like, for her to, like, rush me into, like, declaring everything and telling people it was just like so sudden for me you know so then it was like fifth period and I had musical theater class with my best friend Angelique and since it was the end of the school year we didn't have any more productions we had anything to work on we were just like watching a movie and so I remember I slipped her a note and it and the note it said something like it was like stupid I remember like being annoyed like this is the one like the one time that I actually get to like officially come out to someone and this is how I fucking chose to do it. It was so stupid. And it was just like, it said, I think I like, like, I like her, like her, but this girl is starting to tell everyone if I don't tell my boyfriend about it soon. So I don't know what to do. And that's literally how I just like came out to the very first person ever. And it was definitely not ideal. Like obviously that was not my choice. I was under duress, but at least I got to do it to one person, you know? And I remember seeing Angelique's face and it was clearly a lot for her to take in. And that was like, like a lot to throw on her. Like not only was I, you know, throwing this big thing at her, but I was like asking her for advice for something that we had no idea how to navigate together. Um, But I remember her face, like trying to remain calm and everything. And obviously, thankfully, she was like super cool and casual about it. Like, I mean, we're still clearly friends now, so it's all good. For the rest of the day, I was just like dealing with how to tell my boyfriend and you know, like it was, it was hard. Like I had to tell him like, Oh, one, number one, I'm like texting someone else. I mean, obviously he knew that, but like he I had to like admit that it was n- not just friendly, you know? And obviously like number two, that it was a girl. 
I couldn't figure out I was running out of time and I couldn't figure out what to do but I didn't even have to worry about it because when I got home from school I saw my boyfriend's car in our driveway waiting for us and I was just like fuck like I immediately knew that he knew because he would never come over uninvited like he would only come over if I told him to come over because my parents were strict at the time and so I was like fuck like he fucking knows you know like there's no reason he would come over uninvited knowing how he get in trouble for having him over like without permission I guess um so I was just like he he knows and so when he got out he was like can we talk and I was just like fuck and I was like okay but I didn't want to go into my house because obviously I didn't want my parents to hear so we just like walked across the street and like sat on the curb and he told me that this bitch told him all about it like this she fucking told him everything and she like outed me to him and she didn't even give it she didn't even give me a chance to tell him anything myself like I remember that specifically and I can't remember if it was during this conversation or just another conversation that we had, but we had eventually migrated to my room. And I remember he kept he kept specifically being like really dismissive and he was just like, You're not gay, Abby. And I'd be like, Yes, I am. And he and he would just like laugh and shake his head, like, ugh, like, no, you're not. Like, like I was being silly, you know, and I was just like, dude, yes, I am. Because like I wrote about it in my senior letter. You see, I told you there was a reason why I brought it up. And then like after I told him that I wrote it in my senior letter, he finally shut up. I told him, I was like, I wrote that by senior year, I hope I could tell everyone or show everyone who I am. I don't know what the fuck. And like, I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I know that it got pretty heated. And I remember being annoyed about that because we were in my house and I didn't want my family to hear what we were fighting about. Um, Actually, you know what's so, that's so funny that I said that. It's so funny because I remember three years later, uh, me and him were, you know, back together. And we had just finished watching an episode of Glee where Finn outs Santana to the whole school, season three, episode six, Mash Off. And we had this huge, huge, huge argument about how Finn should have never outed Santana. And he was he was saying that it was fair because she was being so mean to him and insulting him and stuff. And I kept saying, like, that never justifies outing someone like that never justifies what he did and I was like there's plenty of other things he could have done to get back at her but like that was super uncalled for that's not his place like he will never understand like the kind of fear that 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 causes and blah 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 and it was like it was like really late at night like two in the morning and we got so heated in that argument that we woke up the rest of my family from our yelling like my sister got up to tell me to keep it down because my infant niece was asleep and then my mom woke up and she was like asking like what's wrong like what are you guys fighting about and she like looked concerned like we were fucking having like this big fucking boyfriend and girlfriend fight it was so embarrassing like how, how can i tell like oh yeah we're fighting over a fucking tv show <laughs> like it's so stupid but i mean clearly it was an issue like finn outing santana and everything that was an issue that like struck a nerve between us and i don't think i mean it was more so for me than him but i feel like me reacting so strongly and so negatively to that kind of like stirred up some previous like maybe emotions that he had about this whole situation where like why was I being so defensive about it like you know so I mean it was a really touchy subject for us back then um but that was like three or four years after high school so um back to when we were in high school (laughs) and this whole thing happened after we had this like big old fight we clearly broke up like there was there was no going back from this and two weeks the last two weeks of high school were so fucking miserable they were terrible like like I said I know I was in the wrong like what I did was really shitty but those last two weeks it really felt like I had like no fucking friends at all like they like the girl who added me and then her friend which was obviously my friend too but like 
girlfriend they told everyone what happened so basically like they added me to everyone without my consent and everyone knew everything that happened you know and it sucked that everyone kind of knew this about me but they wouldn't talk to me like all of my queer friends were mad at me for messing up the relationship between that girl and her girlfriend which is like fine you know what I mean like I get it you know but it it was just it was a really lonely time I felt like I had no one to kind of like talk these things through with and I had classes with these people so it would be weird like walking into a classroom and seeing them get all quiet when it came around and stuff and like I know it sounds super dramatic but it felt like just like that scene in Mean Girls when when Lindsay Lohan walks into the auditorium and then suddenly gets quiet that's how it felt like to me in senior year like I know that's super dramatic but I was a dramatic ass bitch back then so like that's how I felt like and I remember my best friend at the time she was also the one who was best friends with I would ask her to hang out with me during lunch because I mean I couldn't hang out with my boyfriend anymore and she would be like oh sorry I'm already hanging out with him which is my boyfriend she's like I already told him that I hang out with him like I'm sorry and I was just like oh okay and it happened so often like it happened all the time where she'd be like sorry I'm hanging out with him and so I was mad like, I was like super mad because I'm just like bitch number one you were my friend first and like number two like it's basically like she's choosing his side and I was just like mad I want him to get his own friend like he has his own friends why was he taking my friends like that was so ugh. like that makes that makes me so mad that the last two weeks of high school sucked and like he had his own group of friends obviously my group of friends were like mad at me and stuff but yeah instead of going with his own group of friends he was like monopolizing my best friend and not letting me like hang out with her so I was just it was it was a miserable lonely time the last two weeks of high school it sucked so bad and I mean, like I said, I feel like maybe I'm misremembering how it was, but that's just how I remember feeling during that time, you know? And so it just sucked that I couldn't lean on my queer friends who were ostracizing me. And like, you think they would be like a little bit more sympathetic towards someone who's like just figuring it out and just got outed. But like, no, they were just, they couldn't care less. And I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the same girl who outed me is now a fucking turf so I mean clearly she was never a good person so but I mean whatever I digress but yeah like I said it was just it was really lonely during that time because even my own best friend wasn't there for me because she she had told me that she didn't want to get in the middle because me and were both of her best friends so it was awkward for her so I mean I get it but I just felt like I had no one to talk to and she always hung out with him so it just and to my mind it was just like okay so that means you're siding with him which I know sounds stupid like people can listen to both sides but it just didn't feel like she was there for me you know what I mean and after all of this happened I kind of like never forgave her and my family would always ask like whatever happened to her how come you guys are not friends anymore because in high school I had two best friends it was her and Angelique and I was arguably way closer to her than I was to Angelique because we had been friends for a lot longer and we lived in the same apartment complex and we hung out all the time and everything but after this it was just it was never the same ever again and it's just because I felt so betrayed by her and when, when my friends I mean when my family asks about her I can't ever really explain like why our friendship kind of fell apart you know so um sometimes I think like I'm, I'm over it because I mean we're on friendly terms now but I feel like it's like acquaintance friendly terms like you know what I mean like Instagram only friendly um 
And I sometimes I think like, dude, like get over it. It's not that big of a deal. You know what I mean? But then I realized like I still carry around this stupid fucking note that she wrote me about this whole situation in my wallet to this day. Like to this day, I still have it in my wallet. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I still have it. Like it looking at it makes me so angry. It makes me so sad. But I still carry it around. And I remember thinking like one of these days I'll confront her about it. But like why (laughs) what's the point like I don't like I'm over the situation like it happened that that's that but I don't know why I cannot bring myself to throw this note away I truly don't know why so anyway let me I'll I'll tell you about the note like it's gonna come up so so like after high school ended and everyone broke up with everyone you know like we all cooled down on the texting because it was just you know a lot for us to go through it was just two breakups and you know we just cooled it down but then once summer came around and like all the drama had died down we like became friendly again and she came over to my house once and to hang out and it was just casual it was super casual i think maybe the most we did was hold hands maybe you see this is this is the thing i'm like did i did that even happen like did i make it up like my mind is such an unreliable narrator for this whole time period like this shit really traumatized me to the point where my mind blocked out those memories and now I literally cannot decipher if it really happened or if I wanted it to happen so badly that I convinced myself it did you know like what if it's what if it never happened and I'm saying it did like that would that's like yikes you know but that's why I don't like telling the story because I'm just like fuck like did this even happen or am I making it up but I don't know okay but I know for sure I know for sure this next part did happen because I have something tangible to fucking prove it, you know? Um, one day asked me to meet her at this coffee shop. So I was just like, yeah, sure. And like, and I remember being excited because we were like back on like flirty talking terms and it kind of felt like a date, you know? So I remember being excited. My mom dropped me off and then left. And then a little while later showed up and she didn't have a car either. So she was getting dropped off and this is relevant, I swear. And I remember I had gotten a table outside of the cafe, not inside. And so when I saw her coming, I waved and, you know, said hi and everything. And then immediately I could tell something was wrong because like she was super shaky. She couldn't look me in the eyes at all. And then she just like straight up told me she was like, hey, I'm sorry. I can't do this anymore. I was just leading you on. And I'm sorry. Like, I'm still in love with my ex and I never had any feelings for you. And I remember those words specifically. And I was just like, oh, okay." And she handed me this like folded piece of paper and then said sorry again. And then she left. And then as she was walking back to the car that dropped her off, that's when I realized it was my best friend's car. So then knowing that my best friend was dropping her off to meet me and tell me these things. And then she was obviously waiting there for her to get back in the car, which means she knew it was just going to be a quick stop. And so like that, for some reason, that was just like another stab in the heart that like my best friend was there with her and she was not with me. And after she told me she didn't want to get in the middle of it all, like, so then they drove off and I just had to go back to my table with like my feelings like completely shattered and I unfolded this fucking paper and it was a stupid fucking note for my best friend which I still carry around in my wallet to this day and I don't know why. And it was it was like written on a, a lottery ticket so it was just like uh, like a clearly like a half-assed note and stuff you know. I mean not half-assed but like she was just looking for something to write on and stuff you know and it says... Dear Abby, girl, I'm not mad at you. I don't want to talk to you just to tell you you're bad or whatever. I know you're not stupid. I just want things to not be all weird. 
I didn't get off because I didn't want you to feel bombarded, but please don't shut me out because it's not cool. We're BFFs. Love you. P.S. Sorry, it's on a lotto ticket. I'm Mexican because it was on a lottery ticket. And like I said, um, it's a harmless note. It's really nice, all things considered. But I don't know why this note symbolizes so much betrayal for me, especially when like when you hear it, it doesn't sound bad at all. Like it's a nice note. You know, it's not bad. But I just look at it and I feel so hurt and so angry. And I think the reason why it holds so much pain is that later on I found out that, okay, wait, uh, see this, this is, I'm fucking terrified that this is something my mind made up as well. Like fucking trauma, dude. It's a fucking bitch. Like, I'm sorry if this is not at all the truth, but I swear, I remember someone telling me this later on. Like, I remember someone telling me this. Oh my God. What if it's not true? But I, I don't know. I swear later on. I found out that not only was my best friend in the car, obviously she was the one driving, but apparently so was my ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend. And so they all like talk shit out without me, you know what I mean? So it's just like, that's why I feel so betrayed. Like they were all just talking about me and what to do with me and how to let me down. And, you know, it just like fucked over my feelings and like, God told me she wasn't over her ex so they decided to work things out and my best friend told her she had to end things with me right away so it wouldn't go any further so that's why she had to she had asked me to meet at some place you know so pretty much they all saw me get rejected and as they drove off like I just had to sit there and try not to cry in public and then just wait till a respectable time to call my mom tell her to pick me back up because it was too soon to call her without like raising suspicion like I just dropped you off why why are you telling me to pick you up again you know so it was awful and like like I said I know the note doesn't say anything bad at all like note is you know pretty nice um but it's just like what the note represents that like really fucks me up like just I don't know it just it just really hurts me I don't know maybe I'm being irrational but I just remember feeling super fucking hurt and betrayed by like my best friend for not being there for me and I know she says she wants to be there for me but she had told me like oh I don't want to get in the, in the middle like it's awkward um so after that I didn't really talk to anymore you know um because clearly she didn't want to talk to me but then like later she started messaging me again and that's that's how she told me that my best friend basically forced her to end things with me and she was she was mostly putting the blame on my best friend as if she didn't want to end things with me but our best friend made her but I sort of knew better than to just believe that I was clearly still hurt by what she had said and done so I was a lot more guarded this time around but I mean a crush doesn't just go away so when your crush starts talking to you again even if it's on like faux friendly terms you're gonna want to keep talking to them I guess like kind of hoping that something more will happen but even so like uh it was just like a lot more subdued this time around like I was just like keeping like a friendly communication but not expecting anything anymore and I just didn't like that she kept trying to put all the blame on my best friend like oh she made me end things with you kind of leading me to believe that she didn't want to end things with me but I wasn't going to be stupid enough to believe her again like she's responsible for her own actions and she I mean you could tell that she still had feelings for her ex you know so I just didn't like that she tried to put all the blame on my best friend as if she wasn't equally at fault for hurting me and like leading me on you know whatever um so then one night like during summer my best friend invited me to this luncheon thing that I was playing at because she played in this jazz band or whatever and I remember thinking that it was really weird that she was inviting me to this event but I was like okay sure 
And so we went and, and all the black girl's family was there and we ate with them and uh, I met the mom and everything. And she was like, oh, I've heard so much about you. It's nice to meet you and whatnot. And it was like kind of weird. And it was kind of awkward, not going to lie. Just sitting there between my best friend whom I wasn't exactly on the same terms with anymore and then the girl who I was still hurt by. But, you know, like friendly, um, friendly too, you know. So then we just like hugged goodbye at the end and then I left with my best friend, you know. So once again... This next part is something I cannot know for sure if it really happened or if my mind has convinced me it happened because that's how trauma works. But I promise I'm not intentionally trying to make up any false narratives. This is just how I truly remember things going down and why these feelings of betrayal are so strong in my heart. Like, so for some reason, my mind has convinced me that maybe this didn't happen. I don't know why. But in my heart, I feel like, no, yeah, it really did happen. Stop trying to tell yourself this didn't happen, you know? So after we left the restaurant, we decided to get ice cream or something. I don't know. And my best friend was talking like normal and like, you know, just chatting like normal. Um, and she decided to bring a because it wasn't really a subject that we had yet discussed. It was something that was like kind of we hadn't talked about. And she was like telling me, sorry, rather than I had the coffee shop, but it had to be done because since has been her best friend for such a long time she knew exactly what kind of person she was and my best friend was just telling me like oh she's just a big flirt and she teases a lot and she leads people on but she doesn't really mean to and since you're my best friend I told her it wasn't cool to do that to you which is all 100% true in hindsight like she didn't say anything inaccurate about the girl and it was nice of her to look out for my feelings you know but then she also said stuff about how she hadn't wanted to get involved because it was weird or awkward and to someone who was like struggling to be okay with everyone knowing about her sexuality hearing that your best friend thought it was awkward even though I know she meant like the situation and not my sexuality it was just really hard to cope with it and in turn it made me not want to talk to her about any of this stuff you know because I couldn't openly talk to her about this because it was awkward for her so then if I couldn't talk to her then it, I couldn't accurately express my thoughts you know and that's why I never opened up to her like she wanted me to and that's why I felt like we couldn't continue our friendship the way it had like the way it used to be and then she told me yeah I only invited you to the restaurant tonight to see if there, there was anything still going on between you and her I just had to make sure which like really pissed me off like I don't know it just felt like such a terrible thing to say like instead of I don't know fucking asking me like hey is anything still going on between you two like she wanted to like see it for herself like I don't know I don't know what the intentions were but it just sounded really ugly to me at the time and like I said in hindsight she was completely right completely right about the and that girl was just like a tease with no good intentions but the way in which my best friend tried to show her support to me in that situation just was not comforting at all to me so I don't know it's just something about her reaction and her being a little too um I don't want to say casual but it was just like not sympathetic towards my feelings because those were really confusing fucking times her she was just like a little too unsympathetic for me to really be able to recover and like go back to being her friend the way I used to be and stuff you know so that was my experience with I don't know, being outed, I guess, and trying to figure out how to be comfortable with myself afterward. And I know the story is just like terrible around uh, me liking someone else who had a boyfriend and then being rejected and then being salty and bitter about it all now. But it's still important to how it shaped who I am today and how I talk about my sexuality now 
because um obviously I'm still hurt by the fact that I was outed and how it all went down out afterwards but I always wonder like what would have happened if that had never happened like would I have ever come out on my own terms I want to say yes I want to say yes but who knows I mean I don't know who knows and then after all this happened um my boyfriend and I did end up getting back together for a long time um our relationship was always on and off so it wasn't unusual for us to get back together but this was probably one of like the big breakups that we had and as weird as it sounds I'm like thankful that he was able to come to terms with what I did and you know take me back because even though I loved my boyfriend so much it just felt like I owed it to myself to try and pursue this thing with this girl just to see if I truly liked girls and see what happens you know um, like there's this show on Netflix called Atypical that perfectly showcases exactly what I went through and how I felt throughout this whole process. Um, so Atypical is about this boy with autism and how he's like navigating through high school and whatnot. But he has this sister who goes to a new school and she becomes friends with this girl. And I remember towards the end of a season, I can't remember if it was season one or season two, but they start hinting towards the two girls being more than just friends. And I remember immediately being so upset by it. Like, I was so mad. I was like, why can't two females just be friends? Like, why does it have to be romantic? Like, why does it have, the storyline have to go there? And I was just so mad by the idea of it. And the reason is because the sister already had a boyfriend. And he was a good boyfriend. He was like a good, likable character. So I was mad that she was going to potentially ruin things with him for this girl. And then that's when I realized, like, oh, I'm being fucking triggered right now. Like, this is triggering those memories that I blocked out for so long. And, like, that's why I was, like, so angry. And, well, I do also wish that sometimes female friendships could just be, like, nice, happy, healthy, platonic friendships because I'm a sucker for female dynamics. I also understood that this perspective of finding out, you know, figuring out your sexuality is also really important. So, in the next season, you kind of see her, like, struggle with her feelings towards the girl and, like, also her boyfriend. And she really does love her boyfriend. Like I said, he's a good boyfriend. So I like that they didn't make him like some asshole just to justify her leaving him because sometimes those feelings are just complicated and there's no good reason to leave someone other than you just owe it to yourself to explore this new side of yourself, you know, and throughout the show, there were just so many similarities to what I went through, like, oh, so many, like the girls hold hands at the beginning and it's just like that one small action is like a big deal to them. And then like later on. When they're able to be together, the girl is, like, really standoffish and, like, distant to her. And, like, I don't know. Everything about it was just so reminiscent to everything that I experienced in my first girl crush. So, watching it unfold on screen the way it happened to me was kind of therapeutic to see because it made me feel like I wasn't alone in my experience. And that even though I did a shitty thing, it is something that other people also struggle with. And sometimes it's not easy to admit things to yourself you know so if you kind of want like a perspective on how I was feeling throughout all of this like if I'm not explaining myself very well <laughs> please watch Atypical on Netflix aside from like this storyline the show itself is genuinely a very good show so I really highly recommend it it's so good but like just that storyline in particular was very very accurate to what I experienced so yeah that was that's pretty much my early experience with you know trying to figure out uh, my sexuality it's so funny because um when I think back like when I think back to my childhood and stuff and like when I knew and when I didn't know like I remember 
at the time I didn't know but when I think back to it, I'm like oh this is because I was fucking by idiot um I remember I would watch I was obsessed with the movie School of Rock with by, with Jack Black I was obsessed with that movie and I would watch it all the time like I watched it all the time like back to back nonstop. I watched it with like director's commentary with the cast commentary I fucking watched that movie all the time I don't know why I think it's because I like movies with music in them so that was like a musical type of movie and the kids were like my age so I remember when I was little and every time they would show like the main lead character who was like the boy like the little boy I would be like oh my gosh I love him so much like he's so cute and then they would show like the girl who was the bassist and then as soon as she would come on screen I'd be like oh my god I love her so much she's so pretty and in my head it was just like oh my god I'm obsessed with them like I was just like I'm obsessed with him I'm obsessed with her like they're both so pretty that they're like he's so cute and she's so pretty you know in my head like that was just like me you know just saying like, oh my god he's so cute oh my gosh she's so pretty but now that I think back on it I'm like oh I was attracted to both of them and I didn't realize you know what I mean because I was so like young and I didn't realize so I just it's kind of it's kind of cool to look back on certain memories and, and like with a new lens and like oh shit like this is this meant this and I didn't realize back then you know so I think it was like I don't know when School of Rock came out but that's however that's however young I was when that happened um and then I did also come out to one of my brothers once like a few months after all of this had happened with my best friend and that girl whatever but he was really young he was like 11 or 12 and I remember sometimes when we would fight he my brother's kind of a dick and whenever he gets mad he kind of goes for the jugular so he would like threaten to tell my family uh, about like me being by or he would like say things out loud for others to overhear in the house uh, whenever we would fight and stuff knowing that like it would cause me panic and stuff so um I know he was really young so I shouldn't probably shouldn't have told him you know what I mean but I mean me and my siblings are really close so I don't know why I don't know why I I felt compelled to tell him but um after dealing with the possibility of him telling others and stuff it kind of just traumatized me into not wanting to tell anyone else so I just kind of stopped I was just like oh there's there's nothing good comes from fucking telling anyone like this is awful but um I just kind of stopped telling people, like stating people in that way. So now that I'm older and I, you know, I'm more comfortable and, you know, know how to navigate things better. If I ever do talk about uh, my sexuality, it's just kind of like I talk about it like it's a known thing. Like I don't ever want to have to like make a statement about it. I just want to like drop info casually. Like everyone already knows. Like you see me putting a finger down during Never Have I Ever Slept With a Girl. Like just mind your business. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just chill. Like you don't have to no like I don't have to make a statement for you to know it's just like I do enough things I say enough things for you to already put the pieces together yourself but there's just a lot of change around coming out like people shouldn't have to come out like you shouldn't have to assume that someone is straight it should just be like "Mm, you didn't know before now you know but I didn't have to do anything to announce that I don't know whatever um and then there was like there was even a period of time where at one point I was even questioning like do I even like guys at all like men are trash and I'm sure all women question this at some point but I was just like seriously contemplating but mostly it's because like I was at a time when I was like on an all-time low and one of my like, like depressive episodes and I had just like absolutely no sex drive I was not into having sex with my boyfriend at the time and so I was just like 
damn, do I even like boys? Like, I was just like, I'm so not attracted to them, you know? But then I would see like Darren Chris and I'd be like, okay, yeah, never mind. I do like boys. <laughs> like, it was just my sex drive that was super low at the time because I was just like in a pit of self loathing. So I hated myself and I didn't want anyone to touch me or see me. So I was just like, no like obviously i was my boyfriend so he was a boy so i was just like no i don't even like boys the thought of boys disgusts me but it was just that was just a phase that i was going through because once i got to college and then me and my boyfriend broke up again um i was finally able to freely explore my sexuality because i was in a new city that no one knew me um like no one knew who i was before so i was kind of able to act the way i wanted to act and you know just just be more open with what I wanted and you know what I mean no one knew who I was so when I went to school actually that reminds me when I went to school in New York there was this girl who was a total fucking tease I guess I don't know if that's that's what I would say I mean that sounds like such a negative connotation but there's no other word to describe her other than tease like I didn't realize it at the time but when I think about it now I'm just like she was so fucking queer baby like i don't know it's like almost like if she herself was curious and she would test her limits but then she would pull back at the last second like sometimes we we we, lived, we were in the same dorm building so sometimes we would like sleep over in each other's dorms and then when we wake up we'd be like spooning and stuff and then it'd be like normal and then when her roommate would point out like oh by the way you guys are spooning she'd be like oh my gosh like i didn't even realize you know what i mean like it was stuff like that and then we would walk around campus in the middle of the night when it was like all late and snowy and then like the trees had like little Christmas lights because my campus was so beautiful and we would be walking around late at night and it was like dead in the middle of the night like like 1 a.m just walking and we'd be like holding hands like fingers intertwined holding not like cupped holding but then the entire time as we were walking around we would be talking about how she really likes this guy who doesn't like her back so what the fuck I don't know and she would just be like I don't know why he doesn't like me and maybe that was just like her trying to fish for compliments i don't fucking know but that was just that was just one instance and then there will be like other more blatant times where she'd be like look at this new underwear i got and she would just like pull her pants down to show me and i just it made me really uncomfortable because as a queer woman like literally the last thing we ever want is to like make our platonic friends think we're looking at them inappropriately like this gay predator stereotype is so harmful and i hate the idea of my friends ever thinking i'd look at them like inappropriately because it's like you're my friend not someone i like <laughs> so i'm like 100 percent not attracted to you you know what i mean like i don't know but this girl she would do stuff like that and it's like she wanted to like get a reaction out of me so i couldn't like i couldn't not look otherwise it was too obvious that i'd be trying to hide something if that makes sense but then I couldn't like stare for too long. I don't know. So I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And then that's it. But she would only do it to me. Like if it was just me by myself, like it wasn't like she wouldn't, she wouldn't show anyone else her fucking like in the room, her fucking underwear was just like just me, you know? And so it was just like really weird. And then um, on the last day of the semester when we were packing up all of our stuff to leave, um, she was hugging me and she was like, oh, I'm going to miss you and all stuff, you know, because we're leaving. And then she hugged like and then she hugged me and then like she deliberately deliberately leaned up and like puckered her lips like for a kiss and i remember thinking what the fuck like what and then i was just like okay i mean should i just go for it because i mean clearly she's doing it like these are the thoughts that were running through my mind she wasn't pulling back she was letting her lips like linger there in the air for a long time you know what i mean like she was one who leaned forward and everything 
So I was just kind of like, um, okay, fuck it. I mean, this is the last day of the semester. Maybe this is like both of us mustering up the courage to like finally do something about this little fucking shit that she's been pulling all year. Like maybe this is just her, you know, trying to fucking do something about it, you know? So I was like, okay, like fuck it, you know? And then I started to lean in and like, I guess like kiss back. Like there's no, there's no other way to interpret like full on lips purse, leaning forward, eyes closed, waiting for a kiss, like all up in my face. Like, you know what I mean? So then I was like, okay, fuck it. And then I like leaned forward. And then this bitch was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're actually going to do it. And then she just like started laughing. And I was just like, bitch, like what the fuck? Of course, like I could understand if she had just like leaned forward for like a quick second and then I tried to go for it. Like that would be weird. But she stood there like waiting. She stood there waiting for the longest fucking time. Like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, ugh, so annoying. So annoying. So like now I just think back and I'm like, what the fuck was going through her mind? Like I didn't end up going back to that school in New York. So I never like talked to her ever again. So I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? And now I'm like curious. I'm like, let me look up in this bitch, see if she's a fucking lesbian or something. Like there has to be like to like she has to have been like curious or something because like there were way too many instances where she was like doing weird shady shit like stuff that like normal platonic female friends do not do because i have normal ass platonic female friends and that never like that's never anything that we ever do like i don't know it's just weird so whatever that bitch was annoying and then a few years later when i went to texas tech that's where like i really came alive and figured out who i am and like i said before like Lubbock is where I grew. It's where I found myself, like the best version of myself. So I got to really, truly, and freely be myself and like finally be like a hundred percent confident in who I am. So like I hooked up with girls all the time. Like I feel like my friends didn't ever really even know this about me, but I mean like during that time that I was single, I really got busy and like my body count went way the fuck up and like i'd like hook up with the girls in the bathroom and like with halloween costumes getting away and shit and like um once i was at a bar and these two girls asked me if i would consider a threesome with them and i was like um sure but it never happened unfortunately but so far my first and only actual sexual experience with a girl has been in a threesome it was completely unplanned it was just like we're just randomly at a club and it just kind of happened not it didn't happen at the club but i mean like later on that night like it was never planned or anything it's just kind of like okay fuck it and it was fun um but that's that's pretty much the only experience i have and now that i'm single you know i think a lot about like my future and my future partner and whatnot and when i was in high school i had said that i like boys like 97 percent and girls three percent there was a period of time where i was so interested in sex with my boyfriend who was a man so i thought like maybe the percentages were flipped like three percent guys 97 percent girls but now i'm like more in like the 50 50 range um, and like I said, percentages are not an actual thing in bisexuality. That's just a way I'm using to describe how I feel and where I stand, you know, throughout the years that I've grown and learned more about my sexuality and I started evaluating whether like, am I just bisexual, but heteroromantic, which means like you have a sexual attraction to both genders, but you can only see yourself in a straight relationship, like long term, you know, and that that is the norm in society. So for the longest time you can only see yourself settling down in a heterosexual relationship you know like getting married having kids like that you only see like the hetero side you know uh as i've gotten older and i just like have been evaluating myself and everything i i question like am i bisexual or am i biromantic as well like you know i have and so i figured out that like i would consider myself to be biromantic as well like i could see myself 
with a girl in the future too like just as easily as i can see like a boy in the future but um the problem is that because i was in a heterosexual relationship for so long like 10 years it's hard to picture myself with someone who's like not a boy and it's hard to see what my family would think of me like randomly starting to like introduce a girl as my partner when for the past decade of my life like all they ever knew me was a straight you know so I just think of like how much older I'm getting and possibly like settling down with someone the older I get and I just feel like a girl my age wouldn't ever want someone who's new to dating girls you know what I mean like um so now not that I'm solely seeking out like female relationships for now or anything like that but I'm just saying like if the situation presented itself these are the kind of things that I feel like would need to be considered but then like the idea of like ending up with a man is like ugh, men are trash dude like I don't know maybe that's just like because I'm not looking to date anyone at all right now so I just I have no interest in dating anyone I'm truly honestly have zero percent interest in dating I don't even want to text anyone I just want to be alone and work on myself right now and so maybe when I have my shit together I'll think about dating again and I'll you know get over my men are trash thought I don't know so that's just that's just where I'm at right now in my headspace so yeah that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you for today it was kind of a roller coaster it's kind of all over the place and I know I sound dramatic maybe like maybe it wasn't this big story where it's like I was like added to like the entire school or anything like you know but it was really I mean clearly it was really dramatic to me if it still bothers me right now and like I said minds are unreliable narrators so I truly have convinced myself that maybe some of the things that I felt were not real like maybe some of the things that I experienced were not real I don't know why my mind does that I don't know I can't I can't figure out this is why this is why I never really speak on this because I'm just like god like what if I just am remembering everything all wrong but and like I'm holding on to these like this resentment towards the wrong people this whole time but those were like those were that's how I felt at that time so that's how I felt like I don't want to invalidate those feelings you know what I mean um and I sound really salty and bitter when I talk about it now but for the most part I'm okay like I I honestly still follow everyone like even the girl who added me and my best friend at the time and everything I still follow all of them on fucking Instagram and stuff you know what I mean so I am like I obviously like I'm not like holding that much resentment towards them and everything it just hurts me when I think of the fact that like my queer friends were like trying to pressure me and then those two girls who were lesbians like didn't even try and see where I was coming from like I mean not that they they shouldn't they didn't have they they did not have to see where I was coming from because I fucked up but I don't know it was it's just it's a it was a weird experience and maybe I'm stupid for like holding on to so much resentment towards my best friend but I mean it is what it is like um she's a good a good person like it's she's not a bad person but it was just like never the same after that and that's okay with me like sometimes that happens people grow apart but sometimes when my friend when my family asks me like whatever happened to her I'm like I cannot tell them like why we stopped being friends and like I said like um I love my boyfriend so much like I mean, I was with him for 10 years because he was like my best friend, but I'm, I am weirdly thankful for that time because I needed, I needed that time. I need to figure that part out. And oh, I remember not to like fucking bring it back to Glee or whatever, but like after the episode after Finn out Santana, 
um the next episode is season three episode seven i kissed a girl santana comes out or whatever to the rest of her family and then she she performs i kissed a girl for glee or whatever the fuck and that is like the worst fucking song choice ever to to choose for like her being like her pride you know like for her being proud to fucking be a lesbian and be out and proud that is the worst fucking song because it's so queer baby it's like uh talking about her boyfriend doesn't mind her kissing girls and it's just it's very obviously like only for attracting men and like very like not it's not it's not an accurate representation of like lesbians and stuff and i remember being so upset that santana was singing that song but at the same time when i was actually in high school and literally right after i had like you know been out and everything that song had come out um katie perry's i kissed a girl had come out and i remember blasting the shit out of that song and i was singing it so loudly so proudly even though my bitch ass had never fucking kissed any girl it was still i was still like this is the song this is my song like it i can see why santana would feel empowered to sing that song because i felt empowered singing that song when it came out even though it didn't apply to me um it was there was something about being able to sing something like that so loudly without not caring and being like, yeah, fuck it. Like, this is me. This is what I like. And that was that. You know what I mean? It's just, that's so funny. It's so weird that so many instances. This is, this is, this is why. Like, this is why fucking representation is so important in media. I'm just like, all of these things that came out after I was in high school, like after the fact, like Glee and Atypical and everything. All of those experiences were things that I literally experienced in high school. But seeing them after the fact is so reassuring. So I'm just like, oh, okay, like I can relate to that. Like someone else goes through the same thing too. Someone else can sing that song and feel proudly, even though it has zero, like even though it's like the worst lesbian representation song ever and stuff like that, you know, like even though... I did a shitty thing by like liking someone else when I like when I was with my boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like showing that part in media is so important because it it reassures you that you're not wrong for feeling the things that you're feeling, and it re- like it just I don't know. It's just, it's so important. It's so important for other people to have this to see in media. And I wish that I was around when I was in high school, but I'm glad I didn't miss it when it came out either way you know because it helped me deal with things in the future and like now i'm a lot more open and stuff so yeah like this is why representation matters because someone else can quite possibly be going through the exact same thing but they actually have something to reference and they actually have something to feel comforted by because back then i didn't have shit and i felt so fucking alone and i just felt so awful like i didn't know how to talk to anyone about this so i'm just glad that those shows exist even though glee despite it being my favorite fucking show is the worst fucking show especially for fucking great representation it is the worst show (laughs) but yeah i'm just i'm just happy that it's crazy that i have specific references to media like this is how i was feeling at this exact moment you know what i mean and like atypical is the closest thing to mirroring exactly what i went through in high school during this like specific instance but yeah um, so that's all I had for today. I just kind of wanted to share that story because some people were curious about it when I tweeted about it and it's not something that I have talked about ever, but it's something that happened to me and I just feel like it's, I, I think it's important to share, I guess. And yeah, that's all. I just wanted to say thanks 
for listening and happy Pride Month. Thanks. Bye.